I am Major Robert Rose, and welcome to Thinking Inside the Box, the podcast of Operations Group at the National Training Center, Fort Irwin, California. Thinking Inside the Box brings you best practices from the Army's experts in combined arms operations. And today, we have the best person to share best practices, Mr. Kevin Cry, our senior analyst from the Center for Army's Lesson Learned, or CALL. CALL is essential to the Army as an institution. For three decades, CAL has been collecting observations from the National Training Center to analyze and produce trends to allow units to learn from each other. CAL allows units to follow Otto von Bismarck's advice that fools say they learn by experience. I prefer to profit by others' experience. We have reams of data on the experiences of others at NTC. We collect this data and observer coach trainers report observations to Kevin to allow CAL to produce its yearly trends report. But he also publishes articles, handbooks, and other media that OCTs produce to share with the force. He's your best source of best practices. Kevin, welcome to Thinking Inside the Box. How about you offer the audience an overview of your background and what you do at the National Training Center? First of all, Major Rose, I'd really like to thank you for, for inviting me. I'm really excited about this podcast. My name is Kevin Cry. I am known as the Military Analyst Forward uh, at NTC, pretty much the call rep, uh, Center for Army Lessons Learned. And I have been here since 2014. Uh, before that, uh, I was in the military for 27 years. I was uh, in the enlisted in the Army Reserve National Guard for seven, and then an officer as Military Police Corps for another 20 years. I've actually been stationed here before, as the Director of Emergency Services uh, from 2006 to 2009. What is it that CAL does at the National Training Center? The mission at NTC is really to, I mean, if you think about what NTC does, their primary mission is to do a brigade combat team exercise. Okay, we have 400 OCTs, observer coach trainers. Their primary mission is to make that one brigade combat team better. And what my main purpose is, in fact, the reason why I am here, is to get those best practices and lessons from that one brigade combat team out to the rest of the Army. Here, what we also do is support rotational training unit. And, and we do that way before the rotation starts. So at about D minus 2.30, you know, there's a staff-to-staff meeting with the RTU, Rotational Training Unit, and then I send them a before-action report. And this is really resources to help the unit prepare during their home station training. So what it includes, it includes like call publications. Actually, those are popular and useful from prior RTUs. The observations from NTC, uh, they're actually broken down by warfighting function. Resource links uh, like the call website, the joint lessons learned information system, the ops group mill suite, the TAC talks that NTC recently made. And we send that to the unit and they distribute it down to the enabler units and their subordinate battalions. And then they come to the leader training program, about D-90, in which we support with the call library. So in the call library is about 300 hard copy call publications. And during those eight days, the unit can actually take up to 1,400 different call publications. Uh, is a great resource that they have been using ever since I've been here. And finally, my mission is also to support NTC. I am CALS POC. 
uh, for the leadership. Uh, I advertise the call products and supply to the OCTs to help them do their job. And I answer a lot of requests for information and I facilitate the Army Lessons Learned Forum for NTC. Yeah, it, it's true. Like units, they come here, they get a lot of great training. But for everyone in the Army who's gone to a, a combat train center rotation, you've probably had this experience. You get this great after action review. You have all these lessons learned. You hopefully have specified, you know, who the person is who's going to make those improvements. So there's not this tragedy of the commons with taskings of no one really taking ownership on it. But you come back to home station, but then you got to do platoon live fires. But then you got to do, you know, so many other things that just keeps units spinning in uh, in garrison and prevents them from actually actioning on those ARs. And call, what it provides is it allows units to come back, you know, when they have that opportunity and see those trends from other units, to so learn from other units. And as Cameron was talking about, sending out all of those products at D minus uh, 240s or 240 days before a rotation you know, allows you to get in that mindset that, hey, we're, we're, we're going back to the National Training Center. We ought to prepare. And the, the library, I mean, it's amazing what you can find, too, in the library. I mean, this, it goes back 30 years. And some of the products there, I mean, you know, I said, Kevin, you know, I got a hard copy of uh, this classic decision point tactics that Kevin pulled out of the library for me from uh, 1997, which is, you know, how the Op 4 used to fight in the 90s and is a great understanding of just their best practices of 11 face ER for the Op 4 here, you know, back when we were focused on large scale combat operations. So there's just so much of this institutional knowledge which Kevin has access to. And ensures that, you know, it stays alive in the force. You have, with each rotation, you, you collect the observations. Um, we have all these different uh, sites. So how you collect in those observations and then how you get them out to the force. Okay. So, well, first I like to, since you mentioned the uh, point decision tactics, that was actually the most requested publication from the BCT and battalion commanders that have gone to the LTP. But as for how do I do our mission here is, is pretty much the, the call process, uh, lessons best practices and that is by collecting doing an analysis disseminating and then archive and for collecting i actually consider myself like a collector of collectors but nevertheless i said before we had 400 octs so you got 800 different eyes out there with a whole lot of uh, experience and knowledge they go out there and, and they make their observations and most of the information are put in executive summaries so i get those at the end of the rotations and i also get briefings and the unit gets a take-home package in which by army regulation calls also authorized to get a copy of that in which i pick up after the end of every rotation and then the ops group does observation and trends articles and white papers and what I do is I collect all that material. I go to the analysis stage, uh, analysis, which is also like packaging. NTC does a great job of doing analysis and packaging their own information. For example, their latest product was the Combining Arms in Close Fight publications, in which uh, I supported through the editing and publishing. But there are a lot of things that we do the analysis on. For example, we'll take the executive summaries and I'll create NTC observations from those summaries, and then I'll make persistent observations based upon multiple rotations. And what I'll do is I'll send those to Leavenworth to call headquarters. Our counterparts, you know, at JRTC and, and JMRC, they do the same. And then what Call does in Leavenworth is they will actually take all those trends and produce something that I see that you have in front of you, the uh, 
FY 2022 CTC Trends publication. So that would be like an example of doing an analysis. The next thing would be do to disseminate. And that is pretty much, hey, take these products and get it out to the units. Get it out to individuals that can actually use them and they can they can be better on the battlefield for it. We do that through numerous ways. Uh, I mentioned that we send a before action report to the RTU, Rotational Training Unit. And we also have the call library. We have call website. We have the Joint Lessons Learned Information System. And by the way, for those that are aware of the Joint Lessons Learned Information System, they have just done an incredible update to it that makes searching so easy, so useful. And I'm just, I'm actually so thrilled because I use it so often and it makes my job easier. So if, if you're familiar with the Joint Lessons Learned Information System, also known as JILIS, uh, I recommend that you, you check out the new system. And if you have not, I recommend you check it out as well. And of course, Ops Group has its own mill suite uh, that we put information on. We get requests for information and we have two uh, MS Teams channels that we can talk about later. Yeah, talk, talk to me about JLS because that was actually a new thing for me too that you, you introduced me to and I hadn't really used before. So what's its value and how do you use it? JLIS or JLIS Joint Lessons Learning Information System is actually the point of record of lessons and best practices for the Department of Defense. So it's not just the Army. You got the Navy, Marines, and, and so forth. And what it is is so whenever, I mean, you can do detainee operations uh, training and say this unit is doing something so great that others can benefit from. The training NCO or anyone literally can just jump on a computer, they can log in, and they can put down, you know, issue, discussion, recommendation, and hit submit. And then someone say, if we got to do detaining operations, and we haven't done that forever. Well, they can, too, jump on the computer, they can do the search of detainee operations, and they can see all the observations that anyone has ever inputted. And I can, and trust me, there is a lot of information on, on that system. In fact, before they just did this update, some would actually argue that there was too much information. But since the update has been made, it makes searching so much easier, and, and it is such a great value. Yeah, I think that's a... That's a great point of just like how many years of observations there's been. If you are facing an issue and you know, you're trying to find a solution, are, we've had these issues in the past. You know, I mean, so I know you posted on your, your team's page, there's a catalog of, of, of call articles going all the way back to the 80s. You know, and a lot of these are lessons from NTC. It's just, it's very interesting seeing those lessons from the 80s when we were doing large-scale combat operations preparing you know for possible conflict against a, a peer threat just how similar what they were talking about in the 80s is to what we're talking about today you know a lot of this stuff isn't new and you can find those lessons you know and everything from soldier loads to how to use you know a reconnaissance squadron all of that is was being talked about then and you can look back and you can just build on that institutional knowledge if you use these tools to their their maximum advantage and kevin you talked about you know combining arms in the close fight which was a a recent publication from um, our OCTs at the National Training Center. Yeah, and I recommend that there's uh, offensive and defensive operations against a near peer threat, as well as mastering the fundamentals. Where uh, kind of three recent publications from uh, OCTs at the National Training Center that that collected a lot of trends and observations that OCTs had for uh, for units. So those three products, which we'll, we'll link in the the show notes, are 
are particularly useful. And then you also mentioned the um, CTC Trends book, which is which is published every year. And uh, so this comes out every year, and it, it, it combines the trends from the National Training Center, from JRTC, from JMRC, and you know, and you've seen now, you've worked on nine years of these uh, these trends books now. And really since since 2014, and this is really when we were first transitioning from a more counterinsurgency-focused army to, at the time, we're calling the decisive action training environment, but large-scale combat operations. So over those nine years, have you seen any uh, persistent trends? Well, there's no question that there is, I mean, and it's no secret that there is, you know, trends, you know, nine years ago, there are still kind of uh, today, likewise, there's 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 even you go back to the 90s and you can look at the call products from the 1990s and you can uh, you can gain a lot of information that can help uh, the present time uh, before coin. So right now across the army, uh, command post survivability is like very popular. That's a very popular topic. And believe it or not, when I came here eight years ago, that was a very popular topic as well. They actually had in, in 2016 an army lessons learned form topic on command post survivability. The biggest question is, what does a command post supposed to look like? You would have 10 to 15 drash tents compared to a single tactical vehicle with few personnel. You know, the big versus is a small and mobile and so forth. And it's like, well, what does right look like? Well, if you come back now to 2023, I think what it is is that it's not really what does right looks like, but the question is, how does a CP survive? Okay, so it's not necessarily the makeup as much as the action. I'm by no means an expert in CP survivability, but is is it by the ability to move, the ability for emissions control, uh, etc. In fact, uh, the Army Lessons Learned form is going to have command post survivability once again as a topic, and and that's like seven years later uh, when they already had it. So that, I find that really interesting. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things that are new, and it's new because of technology. In the 90s, there's a lot of trends that are happening today. But you know what? You didn't have drone swarms back in the 90s. You didn't have emissions control uh, as an issue in the 90s. So it's really fascinating to see, you know, the technology come up. And, and then we have new issues that the rotational unit ha- have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting seeing like what is persistent, you know. The nerdy way to talk about it is the, you know, the nature of war versus the character of war. But, yeah, I mean, it's there is so much that's unchanging or that you know changes very slowly that you can you can learn from the last few decades and there are things that are that are novel and new that are affecting the fight but sometimes you know you can kind of overvalue the new and think that things are fundamentally different and undervalue what we can learn from people who've been trying to learn these lessons, you know, in, in the recent decades. And and going back and looking at these products and seeing what people have already written about them and learning from those lessons allows us to build on that knowledge and kind of understand like what has actually fundamentally changed and what hasn't and what is just, you know, slight adjustments that need to be made rather than everything has changed that the nature of warfare has changed to use that that sort of speech. And and call has that repository 
to, to, to help you understand. I mean, there was just a, a unit that came through recently doing a division rotation and it was writing a white paper on its rotation. Yeah, it turns out that you know, a couple of years ago, another division came here for division rotation and NTC produced a white paper on it. And a lot of those same lessons were in there. I don't know if people had an opportunity to read that white paper from 2021 on the division rotation here, but it would have helped them see a lot of the issues they were going to face before coming here. And I think just understand how to use all these products, you know, allows us to maintain that institutional knowledge, even as we PCS and, you know, sometimes that knowledge can get lost, but this is how we maintain it. I mean, and if you were desperately listening to this podcast because you were deploying to the National Training Center in a month, you know, what would, uh, what would you focus on? What would you read? Really, what I would do is it's not really what would you read. I mean, a lot of it is is it's based upon what is your your job. For example, if you are the S two, uh, you want to look at Intel stuff. Uh, if you are the S six, you want to look at Camo stuff. Okay, if I'm like the chemical officer, I'd be looking at all the lessons, best practices in that area, and vice versa for really any job. Call does is they try to just package it so it's easy to find. And that's one of the things that we do with the call before action report. You know, we break it down by war fighting functions. You know, I have like literally over a thousand pages of observations from NTC, but we break it down by war fighting functions. So, you know, the the chemical officer doesn't need to read all thousand pages. They can just go and focus on the chemical observations and so forth. But if I was coming to NTC, what would I read? It would be based upon what my job is. But if you want to just in general read, of course, the NTC products, it would be the, the top of the list. It would be combining arms in the close fight. You know, you mentioned the CTC trends and, and really just there, there's a NTC resources page on the website under call. So really just go to call website, go under the CTC resources, click under NTC and look to see what pertains to your job. And I would read that because, you know, we don't just write the lessons and best practices for fun is to help units not make the same mistakes. Yeah, and, and you've been uh, recently modernizing how we're sharing this information to uh, help units and you know soldiers find you know what they need to read. Because yeah, there there is a lot of information out there. Why don't you talk a bit about your uh, your MS Team channels? Okay, so I actually have two MS Teams channels, and I and I absolutely one hundred percent love them. Uh, the first one is actually to support NTC OCTs. You have up to like four hundred OCTs, and their primary mission is to help the unit. So my job is to help them help the unit with resources. What I have is I have a, a Teams channel. It's called the NTC uh, Call Detachment Channel. And what I do is I literally every single workday, first thing in the morning, I look on the call website and I see what products have they produced. I'll take those products and I'll put it on the Teams and all the OCTs that are signed up for it. So they, they receive that. And I literally every single morning, and it's not only call products, Products, but it's like CAC products, you know, like and like Tradeac G2 products, information that can be helpful to the OCTs. So that is my first channel. And it's mostly taking the stuff from outside of NTC and bringing it into NTC. Now, the next Teams channel that I have is actually the, the Call CTC Outreach channel. And what that is, is that is taking all the products from NTC and it's going out. So as you mentioned, you know, like the Combining Arms in the Close Fight publication, you know, if we had this Teams up when that was first produced, we would actually 
actually posted on that channel. Now, right now, NTC has TAC Talks, and the first TAC Talk that came out was actually on how to uh, conduct a combined arms rehearsal. And as soon as that thing was done, boom, you know, the link got put on the channel and it got sent out, you know, across the army in over 20 different uh, installations across the, you know, the centers of excellence and so forth. If you are a listener and you are interested in any of these, even if you're not on, you know, NTC and you would like the information that the OCTs receive, because it's all, all can be found on the call website anyways. I'd, I just try to help it make it easier so everyone doesn't have to go to the call website every single day to see. If there's something new, I can do it. And when something new comes out, you can easily look on the MS Teams channel and see and see if you're even interested. We're here to help support the warfighter. Yeah, and, and I've seen on that uh, that MS Team channel, it's kind of fun to watch. You know, people just submitting questions and people replying um, on the Teams channel. Of, you know, who are trying to find products. It, it's it's actually pretty active. And then uh, yeah, on your internal the ops group detachment one. You know, that's a great resource, you know, especially if, if you are thinking about getting your graduate degree in large-scale combat operations and come in and work in at the National Training Center. I mean, that is a good resource for you. And so you can you can do your, your readings towards that graduate degree as an OCT. And yeah, so there's a lot of great resources. Again, thank you for joining us, Kevin. It's been a, it's a, been a pleasure having you on. Oh, you're very welcome. I love my job. I mean, I, I'm retired. And even though I don't wear the uniform, I am still supporting the fight. Thank you so much for having me. We are available to assist units in uh, in any ways that you need. And I invite you to look at our mill suite for latest products from uh, from Ops Group and subscribe to the Ops Group Tat Tot series on YouTube for short lessons on successful techniques. Thank you for listening to Thinking Inside the Bots, the podcast of Operations Group at the National Training Center.